0: Strength Through Compassion Podcast. What is good, guys? And welcome back to another episode of Strength Through Compassion Podcast. I'm your host, JP Singer, and this is the show where we talk about self growth, plant based living, and sharing the message of love, compassion, and peace for all beings. Welcome back to the show, guys. If you're a first time listener, welcome. Thank you so much for being here. I have a pretty interesting topic that I wanna talk about today. It's something that we're all involved in at some point or another, unless you're completely off of social media, which if you are, I congratulate you. Um, I think social media is a blessing and a curse. I try to use it uh, for good, but I know some people choose to not be on it at all. Like my best friend, John, he is not on social media at all. And he lives a pretty happy life. So, shout out, John. Uh, I know you listened to a couple episodes of the show, but if you listen to this one, good for you, man. Um, Anyway, so what I want to talk about today, and it's funny, actually, I was going to talk about a different topic, but this actually happened to me today. And I tend to talk about topics on the show that are extremely relevant in my life. So, about a couple hours before I decided to record this, this happened. So, I was like, you know what? I'm going to switch. So, I was online and I was reading this story about how this deer had been abused by these kids. Um, apparently they were hunters and they shot the deer and I, I'm not gonna go into detail because I just, I really just don't wanna go through it. It's pretty gruesome what they did uh, intentionally to this animal. So all the local news sources from back home in my hometown of, of Harrisburg, Pennsylvania, which is where I guess this happened, um, don't quote me on that, but somewhere happened around there, anyway. Um, all the local news sources were posting online this story. So I saw this as an opportunity to go in and drop the link for Dominion, which if you guys don't know what Dominion is, it's basically undercover footage of of factory farming and slaughterhouses. So it's showing the animal agriculture industry. And I saw this as an opportunity to go in there and to plug Dominion and say, Hey guys, I know everyone's upset about this deer suffering. I just want to make it known that every second of every day, farm animals are suffering and and being abused intentionally just like this deer was. So I obviously am going to stir the pot because not everyone is going to agree with my standpoint on this. And it certainly has led to some mini debates, conversations, arguments, whatever you want to call it. I don't want to call them arguments because I feel like I've evolved past the point of arguing online. I consider it more a debate. So that's what I want to talk about today is how to navigate online debates. And I think this topic again hits home for a lot of people because like I said, you've probably been involved in one on your own. So hopefully this episode will help you in future debates and yeah, Um, Share it with with everybody that you know, because especially in the vegan movement, I feel like we need to have some more level-headedness when it comes to debating online. But before I get into the vegan meat of this episode, uh, I just want to remind you guys that today's show is... Is brought to you by VCoco, an online vegan cooking school that takes you around the world to learn from native professional chefs, from raw food to Thai, Italian cheese making, and so many more. VCoco is an online hub with access to more than 200 lectures, downloadable course books, and a wealth of culinary knowledge, all from the comfort of your home. Not to mention, they are always updating with new courses from countries around the world to truly give you a diverse arsenal of tools to take your culinary game to the next level. Trust me, guys, when I first went vegan, I had no idea what I was doing and I had to learn the hard way over years of practice to start making awesome vegan dishes, so don't make the same mistake that I did. VicoCo takes the guessing game out of vegan cooking and teaches you not only the how, but the why for international culinary techniques from native chefs. I personally highly recommend joining the monthly membership for only $25 a month. You get access to all the courses, a private Facebook group, a course certificate, and one new course a month. Plus, you can try it out, guys, for 14 days free and cancel anytime, so there is no risk involved. Uh, so if you guys want to take your vegan cooking to the next level, go to vcoco.com slash Jake. That is all lowercase, vcoco, V-E-E-C-O-C-O.com com slash Jake, um, or use my code Jake10 at checkout for an extra 10% off. So check them out, guys. vcoco, highly recommended. All right, so let's get into the episode here. I already explained um, what prompted this episode, but I want to tell you guys what my experience has been with online communication. Over seven years of being vegan, I have certainly been involved in my fair share of debates, of arguments, of conversations online. And they're not always pretty, and sometimes they lead to beautiful things. So I want to talk about this because my experience for the most part has been negative. And I hate to say that, but it's true. And my experience that I've seen viewing other people having conversations has also been negative. So I kind of want to make this episode to, to really like kind of, you know, shift the way that we're interacting with people, especially those who have a different viewpoint than us. Uh, I just want to shift that narrative because over seven years, I have learned quite a few things of how to navigate the potentially nasty online world of keyboard warriors and trolls and all of these other things. And it's very easy to get emotional and reactive in this state because we're all protected behind our screens. We have our keyboards like it's not like we're having these conversations face to face. So a lot of more cutthroat and ruthless things get said online. You guys know what I'm talking about. Um, But like I said, especially with people of opposing viewpoints, it seems like there's really no intention of these debates uh, of seeing the viewpoint from each other's perspective. It seems like everyone is just going in to say, I'm right, you're wrong. And on the other side, it's the same thing. So what happens is it leads to arguments. It leads to things being said that are personal and it makes both sides look bad. So if you have a cause and you're Representing that cause. And I think that if you're an activist, you are a representation of whatever you're fighting for. Uh, You're a walking billboard. You know, if you get into an argument online and somebody, I don't know, you attack somebody personally and other people see that and they associate that with the cause that you're fighting for, it's going to look very bad for the cause. So especially in terms of being vegan, uh, I see a lot of vegans get nasty and emotional and upset and I get it and I understand why, but they provide this bad image of what being a vegan is. It's not about being an angry person. Um, being vegan is about, you know, animal liberation, animal rights. Um, the basic, the basic, um, what's the word I'm trying to look for here. Animals deserving the most basic compassion, um, more or less, you know, the compassion that we have for dogs and cats. That's what being vegan is about. And it it definitely gets misrepresented by a lot of people who can be angry and, and speak out. And a lot of this happens online and not only with vegans against people who are meat eaters or have opposing viewpoints, but it happens with vegans against vegans, um, infighting. And that to me is just, it's so sad to see because we're all on the same team and yet we fight against each other and we bring each other down, even though we're fighting for the same cause. And and so I see these debates with infighting and people not being or people saying that other people aren't vegan enough or you're not doing vegan activism the right way. And I suppose I'm biased too because I preach a certain message of how to uh, you know do vegan activism. Um, but at the same time, I try to understand others' viewpoints, and you know I don't I don't get personal. Um, Okay, look, I'm, I'm human. There have been times that I've gotten personal. I'm not trying to put myself on a, a pedestal here, but uh, what I'm saying is I've learned a lot over the years. And I don't want to share that with you guys. So these pretty much are going to be my tips or my suggestions for going into a debate a conversation online and not making it into an argument, and hopefully being able to come away with something positive when you do that. So let's get right into it here. I don't have these in any necessary order, so I'm kind of just going to list them off. And uh, yeah, so I think the the most important thing, number one, is to go in. To a conversation, to a debate with realistic intention. Okay, so if you're posting on, let's say, a thread about hunting, and you're anti-hunting, and you're going to be talking amongst hunters, you have to go into the, you have to go in with the realistic expectation that you're not going to just all of a sudden turn all these hunters vegan or something like that. So. You know, go into the conversation with a realistic expectation of what you want. So that may be, you know, inspiring people to maybe make a small step uh, forward something something good in the right direction or planting a seed Um, because trust me guys most people are not going to just completely change on the spot I'm sure it's happened I'm sure it has but um, that's not going to be the case most of the time Uh, even if you can get somebody to just like come to the self-realization of something or agree with one of your points you know that can be considered a win but you, you have to do it in a way that's like you didn't you didn't insult them or you didn't cause negative damage in doing that as well. So you have to go in with a realistic expectation of what you are trying to achieve. Um, So that's first and foremost. If you don't have that, it's going to be very easy to just like go balls to the wall and say some things that are not good for you, not good for your movement, uh, not good to the other person. Um, Yeah, all that terrible stuff. So that's number one. And number two, is going to be always treat people with respect, even if you disagree. I know this is hard for a lot of people, especially when, you know, we consider people who are doing things that we don't agree with um, as like, you know, abusing animals or something like that. I always go back to the vegan reference because I'm just so invested in that. But let's say a vegan doesn't want to show somebody respect because they think they're an animal killer or whatever. I I get it, guys, but we have to like we have to understand where we're at in society. And, um, you know, I think that, that certain things are a little bit more touchy than others. So I would say like most people agree that racism is bad in today's day and age, but not everyone agrees with, you know, the vegan lifestyle and and animals having rights, all animals, not just dogs and cats and dolphins and whales. So you have to, you have to go into that knowing that like, You have to treat these people with respect because they, they are the majority. So you're already, you're kind of backed up, um, against the wall with your position. So you really, really have to come from a place of like, you know, respecting that these people are just following the majority um, following society. Um, so, so understand that, um, come from a place of respect and just in general guys. I mean, like, I feel like most people are for the most part, good people. So just treat them with kindness, treat them with respect. Obviously, yes, there are going to be some bad apples. And then that's a whole nother discussion, whether we should treat people who are, who have done, you know, heinous crimes and stuff like that with respect. I mean, I, that I think that's a whole different thing. And that's a whole another side of psychology that I don't want to get into. But for the most part, let's treat people with basic respect. Um, number three, never take it personal. So you're trust me, there's going to be things that people say that you're going to take to heart. Um, but you shouldn't, you should not take it personal because remember that generally speaking, people who are online are reacting from their egos. They're not, they're not coming from like a super genuine place. They're coming from a this is my enemy, and I have to say stuff to like beat them down. But it, it, you shouldn't take it personal, especially if you have your integrity and you know what you're about. Um, don't let, don't let that destroy you. As soon as you take it personal, you start to come from a place of uh, emotional response rather than logical. And when we have emotional response, it, it can get messy very quick. So don't take it personal, guys. Just try to look at things objectively. Um, understand that you're going to be critiqued like when i go online and i post something or a comment or whatever like and people put the the laugh emoji they're basically just like mocking you like who does this guy think he is like like you're ridiculous um man like that laugh emoji can can like hurt like But like I said, like, like I try not to take that personal. I'm just like, well, this person strongly believes like their, their side of things. So I can't, I can't let that affect me. I have to be the bigger man and just like step up and, and remember that, Hey, I'm going into this with a realistic intention and I cannot stray away from that. Even though the laugh emoji really hurts my feelings. Um, no, I'm kidding guys. It's, it's not that big of a deal. It it seems it, your, your brain wants to think like it's a big deal you know, somebody put the laugh emoji in your thing, basically just like shooting it down, but um, it's not. So be the bigger man. Um, Don't let those little things affect you. Number four, this one, guys, this one, keep your friends out of it. Um, If they do any of the above that I just talked about, like if they do any of the opposite of, of what I just said, like if they come in, just guns blazing, not treating people with respect, taking things personally. Keep your friends out of it. If it's on your personal comment thread, like I've deleted comments before, even from people who are taking the same side as me. If they're not approaching things in a way um that I don't agree with, if I'm trying to have like a conversation with, with somebody and somebody else comes in and even though they're agreeing with me, but they they just start like gunfiring everywhere, like I will delete their comments. Um you know again it's it's that representation of the movement so especially if you have multiple people coming in and doing a a negative thing such as you know taking things personally or disrespecting that person that's certainly going to leave an impact on everyone else who is seeing so if you have to delete those comments if you have to tell people hey stay out of this. You know, this is my thread. This is my conversation with this person. I get it. It's like a a public online forum, whatever Facebook, but if it's your page, like you have that power to do that. Um, so at all costs, you just want to keep things civil. You want to keep things peaceful. Um, guys, for those of you who have done that before on my Facebook, I appreciate your help. I appreciate your intention, but you have to understand like, you know, adding fuel to the fire of of something that's already so flammable is like it's not a good idea. Like you got to keep things stable. Um all right, number 5, number 6, I don't know. I don't know what number 1. Actually, when I wrote these notes down my my word processing document or or pages, that's what I use on Mac. It makes the bullets numbered very weird. And uh, it does this like weird automatic thing where it just puts numbers where I don't want them. Anyway, I'm just raining at this point. You guys have probably experienced that. But anyway, the next one is to keep your opinion to a minimum and try to state objective facts. Um, man, this one's hard. Um, because it really requires you to, to completely take emotion out of it. Um, You know state what the facts are because people cannot argue with the facts so you're already laying down groundwork for like a solid argument like people people will realize that they can't combat what you're saying if what you're saying truly is fact and you have. Proof to back that up, but as soon as you put your opinion into it, um, it's very easy to obviously debate or go against somebody's opinion. But if you do share your opinion, make sure that it is known that it is your opinion, and don't try to state your opinion as fact because people will will tear you apart for that. And you don't want to make yourself look bad in that way. You want to make it look like, hey, I'm simply here just sharing the facts. Like, like I'm not telling you that you're a bad person. if you disagree with what I'm saying, I'm just saying like, here's the facts. You decide what you feel about it. Um, that, that's honestly what the conversation should be about. That's honestly going into something, um, with somebody who disagrees, you should present something that is a fact and then kind of ask questions around like seeing if that other person agrees or doesn't agree. Like you shouldn't say like, Hey, this is the fact, and then like this is how you should feel about it. That is a big mistake. You should never tell somebody how they should feel about something because that's not your place to do that. What you can do is you can like kind of bring that out of them. You can you can navigate the conversation in a way that makes them, you know, think for themselves or ask these questions themselves. So that's going to tie into another point that I'm going to say here in a second. But um, find common ground with people, guys. You know, the more that they can relate to you as one of them, the more that they are going to be willing to hear your message. When I do street activism uh, for Anonymous for the Voiceless, which is an organization that I've talked about before, it's Cuba Truth. Go out into the streets, you hold up TVs with animal agriculture footage, and then you talk to people. Um, When I go out and I do that, I wear Steelers stuff and Steelers for maybe the international listeners. Steelers is an American football team here in Pittsburgh, the city that I live in, and it's it's very big. It's a very very big thing that brings like community together here. So I wear Steelers stuff because it's like saying, "Hey, I'm not so different from you. Like I'm I'm another Steelers fan." Like so I'll wear like a like a Steelers hat or something, and immediately it kind of like puts down that barrier of like this person is so different from me and I can't hear what they have to say because I can't relate to them. Um, So always try to relate to someone. Like, even if you have to, like, if you're online, like, go on someone's page and, like, scroll and see if you can find anything that even remotely you have in common. And even if you're in the midst of, like, a heated debate, just, like, drop that in somehow and just be like, oh, hey, by the way, I really like this that you posted on your page. And sometimes I've, like, de-escalated, like, uh, de-escalated, de-escalated, whatever, I've diffused there you go. That's better. I have diffused somebody's like intense emotion and anger simply by dropping a little comment like that. Like, Oh, Hey man, I like your cameras. And they'll be like, Oh, thanks. And then they like, all of a sudden they'll realize that like they were being a dick or, or an asshole. And, and then they're just like, Hey, sorry for, you know, coming about things the way that I did. And immediately it just, it brings you guys together in, in one way. And Kind of creates that common denominator or that bond. So that is super important to do. Um, I guess maybe I should have put that point earlier up, but whatever. Like I said, I didn't really have these in any specific order. Um, so, touching back on what I was saying before that, though, about having people come to their own realizations, you need to ask open ended questions. This is called the Socratic method, and this is very effective in getting people to think for themselves and and change their behavior or change their opinion um so if i want somebody to to think that you know abusing a deer is the same as abusing a a cow a chicken or a pig i'm not going to say um necessarily hey abusing a deer is the same as abusing a cow or a chicken or a pig what i might do is is say ask somebody you know do you believe animal abuse is wrong um you know do you believe well okay that was a bad example that wasn't an open-ended question uh you could say you just want to make it so it's not yes or no so so you could say something along the lines of um in what ways do you think that we mistreat cows chickens or pigs and they might say i don't think that we we do that but then you can just keep asking open-ended questions to get them to express what their opinion is um, and that's going to let them come to their own realizations like never make it never make it like you're telling them something or telling them what to feel never say hey you should care about chickens pigs cows fish and i get it guys we're guilty of it sometimes, but go, try to remember to go with the intention of not telling people what to think, going with the intention of seeing like, you know, Oh man, it's, it's so crazy that we abuse that these kids have abused this deer. Um, you know, do you think, or in what ways do you think there is a correlation between this abuse of this deer and the abuse of farm animals, something like that. You guys get the gist. I'm, I'm coming, I'm drawing blanks here because I'm on the spot and I don't have anything written down in the notes for examples of open ended questions. So, (laughs) but you guys get, you guys get where I'm trying to go. Basically just don't make it a yes or no answer. And, And you could strategically place yes or no answers. I'm not saying completely avoid them, but for the most part, you should get people to describe themselves. Um, or or describe their viewpoints um, in a more detailed way because it gets them thinking. Um, And this, this goes for activism in person as well. This is just a very effective way of communicating to try to get your point across. It's less debating and it's less like trying to understand people for where they are. So ask open ended questions. Um, The next one here is a big one. Learn when to walk away before it gets nasty. I've seen people, you know, for lack of a better term, beat a dead horse, um, and just go on and on and on, even when somebody has clearly shown like no interest in, in what they had to say, has clearly shown no interest in having a civil civil conversation, a civil debate. Um, so you have to know when to walk away and just call it a day. And that happened to me today on the thread. This lady was, you know, she was not having what I had to say, and I knew. That she wasn't going to, and so I simply said, "Hey, I understand your viewpoint. Um, I hope you have a good day," um, and pretty much left it at that. And she replied back in a, in a positive manner, and so that there I left that impression on her. She saw what my cause was, and she saw the way that I approached it. And so now, if she thinks about that cause and the people who are representing that cause, she's going to think about, "Oh, I had a conversation about that, and it ended on a, on a good note." Um, So like even there is planting a seed, even though we, we got nowhere in the debate, in the conversation, I planted a seed in her mind of, of what it means to be an animal rights activist. And she's going to take that with her. Um, Now I'm sure she may run into some other people who are going to leave bad seeds, but you know, if we can tip the scales in the better way, more good than bad, then, then that's going to be a win for us. So learn when to walk away before it gets nasty. Um, Please guys, like. I've seen these things go on and on and on and on and it's just, it's, it gets pretty ugly. All right, let's go to the next one here. Never take things personally and understand that the person on the other side believes they are right and that you believe you're right. And understanding that can allow yourself to almost look down on the whole situation and navigate it more easily. Think of it like your GPS and only seeing a small part of the map. You really have no idea where you're going unless you zoom out and you see the whole thing. Okay. I know my starting point and I know my destination, but I don't know the roads in between unless I zoom out and I see where I'm at. So if you can take things into an objective perspective and understand like, man, this person disagrees with me, but I wonder why, I wonder why they're thinking the way that they are and understand that they think that they are right, just like you think that you're right. Um, And that's a powerful thing. That's a super powerful thing because like Think about the feeling you have of something that you're you're passionate about. Think about how strongly you believe in that thing. Now apply that to the opposing viewpoint of somebody else like you can't change that they just feel strongly in the in the opposite direction but what you can do is understand understand why maybe it was a product of their environment growing up maybe all their friends believed the same thing and they're almost in an echo chamber and they never heard the other side Uh, so we have to understand that and understand that not everyone is going to think and agree like we do and that's going to come in in super handy just to be able to take yourself out of an emotional place. Because again, if you can look at things objectively, you're not going to want to react as, as easily from an emotional standpoint when people are, you know, sending you personal insults or, or whatever, you're just going to be like, ah, I understand why you're doing that. Not that I agree, but I understand. And so now I'm going to navigate it like this in a more logical way. Let's go to the last one here. Um, this is probably maybe the most important thing. Um, I mean, these are all important, but some people are never going to change. And we have to accept that guys. Some people are going to go to the grave with their, you know, hard heads on, on their beliefs. And, um, it is what it is. And you can apply that to learning when to walk away, reserve your energy for somebody who is more open. Um, you know, we can't, we can't change every person. There's always going to be some people that just refuse instead of wasting your energy on those people and probably causing more damage, um, than causing anything for good or for positive, you know, you're just going to, again, make yourself look bad in front of other people. Um, but you're just going to waste your time, waste your energy, and you're going to feel exhausted. So some people are never going to change and we have to accept that. And we have to understand that when going into an online debate, um, and, and just again, you know, walk away when you have to. So those are my tips for navigating an online debate and online conversation in the best way possible to hopefully gain results, um, in a positive way and if you don't if you don't gain results in a positive way you can at least not make a negative impression And that, I think, is a big point and the point I'm going to end on. So I appreciate you guys for listening to this episode. Please share with a family member or a friend, somebody you think would also find value in this podcast. And don't forget, guys, you can leave me a rating and review on iTunes if you're an Apple user. Simply go to the link in the show notes and click where it says leave a review here. Thanks again, guys, for being here and for listening. And I will see you on the next episode. Peace.